What is happening, you sexy little firecrackers, and welcome back to the Goose Egg Sports Podcast, the wimpiest podcast in all of sports. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. the guy who plugs his ears when he watches fireworks, and I'm joined <laughs> by the best co-host in the biz, Jared, a.k.a. the guy who plugs his nose when he jumps in the pool. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm for, for some reason, I'm scared of water. Yeah. Like, mentally, I'm scared of it, but, like... Physically, I, you're fine with physically, it? I, well, no, it's actually the opposite. Physically, I'm fine, but mentally, I like hyperventilate whenever I jump in a body of water. Were you walking in the water guy, or were you jumping in the water guy? I used to be jump jumper in her, but now I have to be a walker in her. I was always walker in her, and it took me 20 minutes to get waist deep. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so cold. It just made it so much worse for myself. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so much cold. Oh, God. It was, yeah, it was bad. Um, All right, so let's just dive right into it, fucking Ooh, shall we? One. This is the... Oh, I didn't even mean to. This is by far the earliest we've podcasted. Jared's got his cup of coffee. I'm He's already he already ran three miles this morning. Yep. Meanwhile, I rolled out of bed quite literally twenty minutes ago. Yeah, I would expect that from me, but not from you. So it's like roll reversal. To- it is a bit of a roll reversal. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for us, though. All right. Uh, in terms of some quick NBA news, Kyrie is staying in Brooklyn after the most intense day of was it bluffing? Do you think? I mean, is, are pro athletes just doing this now? Bluffing I think so. To get more money. Or even attention, because like he was gonna get the money regardless if he opted in. Right. Like it was up to him whether or not he got the money. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I don't have to move anywhere. I don't have to go to the Clippers way on the <laughs> other other coast. So. I wonder if that's what it was. Do you think he just looked at like moving costs? That's what I would do. <laughs> I hate moving. Yeah, I think he was just. It was like a good idea in theory. It's like at the end of like a Midwest winter where you're like, fuck it, I'm move. Like I'm not going through that again. I'm moving. This is the summer. Yeah, yeah. I finally like pack my shit up and move somewhere warm. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to be like August or September and you're like, yeah, that just sounds like moving in the winter is just such a hassle. <laughs> Let's just put it off to the spring. Right. I'll just go visit it. Exactly. Yeah. I'll do a little- system. Exactly. Because yeah, I don't know if he was bluffing or I know he loves to be different, but I yeah, think yeah. he just lo- wanted to feel different for a day. Right. And then who knows? Maybe KD got in his brain like, hey, just stay one more year. Let's figure. This I wonder out. if there was a text. Oh, there's definitely a couple texts. I'm assuming. <laughs> like, bro, you're not going to leave me with Ben Simmons right now. Right. Or like Kevin Durant got his burners going. <laughs> just like in Kyrie's DMs or whatever. I don't know if he has Twitter, to be honest, but he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he because uh, he tweeted like there's nothing better than doing yourself like right before he opted in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. The best tweet I saw from the entire day was it was waiter. Sir, would you like to hear about our specials? Kyrie Irving. And whom is it that decides these dishes are special? <laughs> <laughs> That's him in a nutshell. 100%. Um, do you think this was a... Were you on the side that the Nets should try and trade him? Or were you on the side that the Nets should keep him and make it work out? Well, I don't I, I don't know what they would have gotten value. Cause like, That's what I think. Because if Kyrie leaves, Kevin Durant's going to be pissed. Yeah, he so, would have been gone too. So, yeah, obviously you want to keep Kyrie. I think it was been silly. I think if you're just like, if you're that sick of them, like the idea of rebuilding sounds nice. But at the same time, I think you got into bed with these guys. This is the one year you're going in and you both know they're 100% healthy. That sure. hasn't happened yet. Right. Because Katie was hurt that first year. There was the vaccine thing this second year. This was the first time they were both going to be going into the season fully healthy. Mm-hmm. You've already traded the entire farm to get them the team they want. Right. You're not like, getting any younger. Exactly. I mean, I even think if they had to fire Steve Nash, like you just do it at this point. I think in the NBA, you kind of rebuild 
four moments where like you can attract superstar free agents. Yeah, yeah. Like they'd kind of put in the work. They'd rebuild. They got the young core around. They like they're already there. It it sucks that these two players are pretty unpredictable and kind of. Yeah, beat to their own drum. Yeah, drums exactly. And I'm sure they're a fucking headache for the PR team and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at this point, like it's it's all built up to this year. Like this right. is the year that you can run it with them like fully and see what happens. So I think the Nets had to make this move. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they did. And um, I think they're a pretty strong contender for the East this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I don't know. I guess if the Bucks come back with a healthy Chris Middleton, it'll look good for them. Um, I don't know about the Celtics. I think the Nets are going to be in that top three spot. They definitely looked rough against the Celtics. Like defensively, the Celtics just owned them. Right. But if Ben Simmons does actually play this year, that does help out a lot. Like in terms of on the court. Yeah, they're definitely like top three East East Coast team then. Hundred percent. Ben Simmons is actually playing. Yeah, because he does add a ton to that team. In turn, he's like exactly what that team does need, right. X's and O's wise, a defender who can pass the ball and like drive to the hoop. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect for them in terms mm-hmm. of spacing. It's just a matter of if he'll actually play or not. According to reports, he's feeling pretty good about. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's starting to feel confident. Good. He's hitting some layups, hit some free throws. Oh wow! So he's starting to feel really confident with himself. It's like when I shoot around, I feel confident after that too. Yeah, exactly. So after a, pretty good. After a good lifting session, you're shooting around. I'm like, damn, I could, I still got it. The worst is like. You always want to shoot hoops before you lift, though. Yes. After you lift, you feel like... Airball city. Yeah. Or you're just overcompensating and smack in the back of the backboard. Right. So it's always shoot around before lifting. Yeah, I do usually try and do like a little warm-up, but there's always times, too, where like after lifting, you're like, I don't want to go home just yet. You'll pick up a ball. And that usually takes about five minutes before you realize, I yeah, I just don't have it right now. And then you do the classic, like, you just sit on, sit on the ball on your phone on the sideline. Yep. And you're like... A, well, I suppose after, after <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes of doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. I suppose it's time to get going. <laughs> yeah. You'll, like, oh, I'm a little hungry. Chipotle sounds great right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. The other quick NBA thing is, have you been keeping up with the old media versus new media debate right now? Uh-uh. So Skip Bayless has been firing off at both Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook and Draymond Green and Kendrick Perkins have been getting into a beef as well. Um, it's basically Skip Bayless and Kendrick Perkins are saying like the old media will forever reign supreme because they're the only ones who can tell it as it is because like the players are always going to be too biased. Draymond is representing the new media and he is saying that those guys don't know what they're talking about. They suck. I'm a champion. Draymond Green stuff. Well, they're both right and wrong. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, you do have the player bias and the player perspective. Yeah, like Draymond's not going to ever give 100% of his real opinion while he's playing. But like with like Kendrick and Skip, they also have the corporate bias where they won't like they they make sure they don't touch any sort of topics. Yes. To like hurt the brand or whatever, too. Yeah. Like Kendrick had to take down his response video at uh, Draymond because he swore a lot. In it and he like said, like, I, my my opinions don't reflect my company, stuff like that. Sure, exactly. So you have so with the big media, you have a censorship problem and then private players, you have a bias problem. Yeah. And it's I'm sick of the, just the formula where like Skip Bayless will trash these guys. The people will respond like defending their name and Skip will be like, all right, well, if you're really a man, come on my show <laughs> and like debate me. He's done that three times in the last week with Draymond <laughs> Westbrook and then Draymond again. And it just, it only affect like, it only benefits Skip Bayless for mm-hmm. that to happen. Right, yeah. It does not benefit Draymond to go on Undisputed or the Skip Bayless show right. to debate. And they're both 
and the business to like get clout too. Yeah. So they're going to just kind of, it's like pro wrestling, right? So, it's turning like, into that very much so. So like they just talk shit both sides, gets people riled up. I mean, they kind of need each other so they can talk shit. It's very it's much very Batman Joker, Batman Joker esque. Yeah. It's very beneficial for both sides to be like chirping at each other. Yeah. Two sides of the same coin. They're both getting clicks. Right. So it works out for both of them, but I'm just, I think I side more with the new media, but. I also think Draymond can chill acting like he's a Nobel Peace Prize winning journalist all of a sudden. Yeah, he gets another ring and then it's more shit talking. He's feeling really good about himself. <laughs> he's calling out. I mean, he had no reason to call out Kendrick Perkins the way he did. Yeah, and he was like dropping F-bombs at the trophy ceremony. And yeah. At the parade or whatever. Yeah, he's feeling great. And I honestly think there's a chance he might get like traded in the next year or two. Like, his value as a player is going nowhere but down. Yeah, he's definitely past his prime. But maybe he's going to use this now and come at us. Right, maybe. And I think he'll have an inside the NBA job. I think, yeah, I think he's going to get Charles. Which is big media. Yeah, exactly. Old media. Yeah, he's he's like <laughs> setting himself up. He's going to go right into the old media because I think he's going to just be slid right into Dr to Charles Barkley's spot because Charles Barkley's retiring after this upcoming year. Right, and I think Draymond will be good on inside the NBA too. So. I think so too. I think he'll be really good at it, but it's going to be a little hypocritical when he slides <laughs> right. right into that it's, job it's because like then there's literally no difference between him and Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> right, They're both yeah. former defensive players <laughs> that slid into a job working for a corporate job. Like a corporate yeah, yeah. sponsor. Draymond was a better player than Kendrick. Yes, or definitely. Is, I should say. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins was never that good. Good defender, just sucked on offense. Yeah. But that's kind of what Draymond is at this point, too. True. True. He can hit a he can hit a jumper every now and again. Kendrick he, he could can. not. Ken, no, Kendrick was he was literally <laughs> holding those Thunder teams back. Right. Well, he was good with the Celtics, but he was just the enforcer defender type. <laughs> Yeah, Draymond <laughs> in, his, in his in Draymond's rant, he said that's why in the 2017 NBA Finals he was like waving the pom poms or whatever. Everyone thought he was doing it at LeBron, but really he said he was doing it at Kendrick Perkins because like <laughs> he was a cheerleader at that point. <laughs> that's a good point, I, which I loved. Um, one last bit of NBA news, and it is about LeBron. LeBron yes. is officially the greatest of all time at making tequila. Oh, he beat Jordan? He did. His Lobo 1707 tequila was named the 2022 best reposed tequila, beating out MJ's Sincoro tequila and 100 other brands. Wow. So this this is definitely brownie points for LeBron, though. This is huge. He this might not huge. have Space Jam, but now he's got Trainwreck, I think, was better than any movie MJ's acted in. Ooh. If we're looking at Space Jam original, like Space Jam is not that good of a movie. It's a good movie. You think? I wouldn't say it's a great movie. It's a good movie, definitely. And Trainwreck's not a great movie either, but it's funny. LeBron plays. I think LeBron acts better in that than he does in Space Jam too. Hmm. For not having seen Space Jam two, I have to agree. I think he's better in like a more adult comedy role than a kid's cartoony role. Yeah, and it was like self-deprecating too in Trainwreck. Yeah, very. Yeah, so I don't know, but. MJ's like in the entire Space Jam movie. Yes. LeBron's like He's the in, guy. LeBron's like in half of Trainwreck. He's in like a third of it, I think. So, I mean, a he's better as a cameo than the leading man. I think we can safely say that too. And if you replace Michael Jordan with LeBron and Trainwreck, I don't think Michael Jordan would have done as well as LeBron did. Yeah, because I don't see MJ as a big self-deprecating humor guy. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, just, <laughs> I don't think that's his style. He would hate that. <laughs> yeah, but so this is definitely brownie points for LeBron's legacy, being a better tequila maker. So is this for 2022 tequila? Yes. So this can happen again next year? He could He could go back to back. What do you, Does MJ have to change his formula? I think he would have to, yeah. Like, I, like evolve his jump shot? He's got to like... 
put what more i don't know how tequila works agave something like that a little more, more lime sugar, yeah. I, I yeah I, I don't drink tequila personally but <laughs> it's like how do the tequila judges decide it i think it's just a taste test but like the tequila never changes Unless there's a new hot shot tequila that comes out. Did they, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Did they both come out this year? Like, is I don't a, think so. I don't think so either. So maybe it's just a ta- like in the moment thing. <laughs> maybe it's a branding thing too. Maybe it's like a marketing, a branding and marketing thing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I'm all for it. So big ups to LeBron. Yeah, and if MJ would have won, you wouldn't have said anything. No, this wouldn't be a topic at all. <laughs> it's all going to come down to when LeBron becomes an owner. It's all because that's like when the legacy is really going to be cemented. Right. Because LeBron's going to be a better owner than MJ because it's not going to be that hard. What do you mean? I think MJ is like the worst owner in all of sports. Well, he's got some he's got some blue chip prospects down the pipe. They're all leaving. Miles. They don't want to resign Miles Bridges. Well, they had a good draft this year. <laughs> Who did they draft? <laughs> Was it Grant Williams? I think they trapped from Duke. I think they got something like that. But yeah, he's a good player. They're about to let Miles Bridges walk because he raps. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. I don't know if this is real or not, so don't quote me. It might be one of those, like, ball sack sports accounts. But I saw something where the new coach said, like, if he want, if Miles Bridges wants to rap, he can go to Detroit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. Again, that could be fake. I did not click that much into it. Okay. But I know I know it's not looking likely that Miles Bridges resigns with them. And I think, aside from LaMelo, that's their best player. Okay. Fair enough. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. He's also the, this is also the same Michael Jordan who gave Terry Rozier a max contract, but let Kendro Kem, Kemba Walker walk. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, he's had he hasn't had great looks as an owner. He, he likes to gamble. He does like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I yeah. think. All right, heading into the NFL, we got the our continuing our theme of the 2022 season preview. Uh, today we've got two actually good teams. We've had kind of shitty teams so far. Today we've got. Starting off, the defending Super Bowl champs, the NFC champs, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah, give me my coffee. But uh, Rams, I have them going 12-5 and five next year. I think they're going to be really good again. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Niners will, but I'm starting to feel less and less confident about the Niners mm-hmm. in these last few weeks. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Does Trey Lance just suck? Yeah, you haven't really heard really great glowing reports about him yet and they're still holding on to jimmy g he's totally healthy and if they have him by training camp they own like an extra 26 million oh really yeah oh geez so he has to like trey lance has to suck well they could be keeping the cards close to the chest though too and then just like gonna trade at jimmy g at the last second like are they waiting like who's gonna offer at this point the browns yeah well i don't, I don't know I, I think that might be what it is they're just waiting for the deshaun situation to blow over because the browns are gonna need a quarterback and that sounds like baker's gone Yep, he's he said both sides have moved on. Right, sounds like he might go to Seattle, but I don't know. This could be a strategy thing. Like they don't want people to, they want other teams to prepare for Trey Lance, so they're like, oh, Jimmy's kind of our guy right now. Yeah, could be one of those things, but I don't know if they're that savvy enough to do that. John Lynch seems like he knows what he's doing, but I could also see them. I don't know what their cap situation is like right now, but I could see them just paying Jimmy G and like starting him until they absolutely have to get rid of him right yeah because jimmy g looks awful against the rams last year he did that last game was not a good look for him but before that he was playing pretty well right yeah that's true like they can win games with him right and the niners (laughs) we're talking about the niners yeah exactly (laughs) completely strayed from the rams uh 
I mean, the Niners started slow last year, and then they caught fire like second half of the year. Yeah. So real quick, I think the Niners start slow again and then kind of find their footing later yeah. on. Anyway. So how about the Rams? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think defending a championship is hard, but when I look around the NFC, I just see a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. I'd like right now you can get the Rams to win the NFC at plus 500. I might do that Ooh. because they're probably still the most certain team in mm-hmm. the NFC. Maybe the Bucks. Maybe, but I don't know. Gronk left, and that's kind of a big blow to Tom Brady. Yeah, and then Arians. They got you know how well Bulls is going to do, and then you have the Packers losing Devontae, too. So yeah, there is, there is a lot of question marks in the NFC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Rams are they're still in win now mode. Like they're still mm-hmm. just playing with house money at this point, and they were pretty healthy last year, which is kind of concerning to me. Their only big loss was Robert Woods, which they just immediately patched up with. Odell mm. um, and Jefferson stepped stepped up too. Yeah, definitely. I I'm very interested to see what the offense looks like without Robert Woods because he was a big part of that offense. Right, and then Cooper Cup. You can't imagine he's gonna replicate what he did last he, year. I can't imagine another triple crown season. No, yeah, it went off last year. Yeah, because that's what I, I was wondering. I, I'm wondering if McVay and Stafford can keep that recipe fresh because this was the first year of those two working together. So there's a lot mm-hmm. more film out on them now. Cooper Cup, you got to imagine, is going to be seeing like triple teams at this point. He's not sneaking up on anyone anymore. And the uh, Rams coaches staff lost a shitload of coaches. They lost their, they lost their offensive coordinator. I, we, I think we'll have to see if that's a big loss or not because mm-hmm. when you have those offensive-minded head coaches who call plays, you never really know how much the offensive coordinator actually does. Yeah, and Sh- Sh- McVay is a great coach, but it might take him a year or two to get back to Super Bowl status. It's, it's, yeah, it's just hard to get to the Super Bowl. You have to have a lot of things go your way. Yep, and they gave a fat tr- contract to Wagner too. Yeah, I've is, seen a lot of question marks about that one. Yeah, which is bizarre. You lost Von Miller. That's and that's a big one because he during that playoff run he was a big factor. Mm-hmm. He turns it on in the playoffs. Definitely. I think he had like what two sacks in the Super Bowl, something like that, and he just took the pressure off Aaron Donald and like mm-hmm. made it so that you're getting because they would move him all over the field they'd have him like on the same side as Aaron Donald bless those linemen who had to deal with those two <laughs> right. and they move him around mm-hmm. so I wonder if they're gonna I guess they can't really use Bobby Wagner in that role because he's not really a pass rusher no but it can probably clear up the middle for him so he can make tackles and all that yeah but Wagner's not as good as he used to be either no and they gave him like a five-year deal fat contract yeah so obviously they must know something we don't because every move they've made is kind of hit so far sure so i'm i think we we're at the point where we can give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. the only question mark they've ever had is the todd Gurley thing right which was a little weird yeah. looking back at it and Gurley got hurt too so that did not and they just never like admitted it yeah they just kept saying like oh yeah we're just waiting for the right moment to play him and then they just never played him <laughs> even in the super bowl right like uh we'll skip that one <laughs> yeah um i think that on defense the biggest question is will the pass rush stay consistent mm-hmm. And even if it if it has to be, because their DBs are still pretty good. Yeah. Linebackers are decent. And they had a lot of players step up last year, a lot of depth on that roster, too. Exactly. Yeah, they had, like, I don't remember the backup safety's name, but he had a big impact towards the playoffs in the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think, I think they make it to the NFC Championship game. I originally had the Niners winning the NFC Championship game against them, but I think right now I would lean the Rams repeat as nfc champions really go to back to the super bowl i think that rams bills might be the super bowl which is also the week one game <laughs> which is the most safest pick to make right now <laughs> for sure but i don't know i just i don't there's not another team in the nfc i'm that confident in 
Yeah. And then who knows about the, my Vikings, which I think, you know, it might. You can, you can finish the sentence. They might. They might turn some heads this year. I hope so. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. They're, they're usually an every other year type of team. Yeah, yeah. So I'd expect a playoff. I I, actually, I think they'll go to the playoffs this year. Oh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And they'll win the division. Um, I don't know. The Packers are just so good in the regular season. Are we doing another $50 bet this year? Yeah, we might as well. You already owe me. so. Well, I'll double down this next year. All right. I like it. All right. Going to the AFC, our team for today is the Raiders. Rest in peace, John Madden. The Raiders. The Raiders. I really, really, really want to like the Raiders this year because they're. I think they've improved everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they were a good team last year. Mm-hmm. I just... Division stacked. Exactly. I just don't know what games they're going to win. And I also don't know, are we sure Josh McDaniels is going to be a good head coach? He wasn't originally. Yeah. I think, yeah, he was okay. I think he's matured for sure. Yeah. Didn't he like accept that Colts job last year or whenever? That was a few years ago and then backed out. Yeah, yeah. Because then everyone just assumed, oh, he's going to, like they were told New England is going to make, he's either heir apparent in New England. Yeah. But apparently something's changed because now he's going to the Raiders. I think he just really likes that offense and that offense is really well built right now. I think they have the best like cast out there of talent. Best talent. Yeah. It's, It's up there for sure. They've got two all pro receivers. Mm-hmm. People forget Hunter Renfro is like an all pro level receiver. He's very good. They got Darren Waller. They got Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, decent offensive line, mm-hmm. if not good. Right. And I think Darren Waller is slightly overrated. Just a tish. I think so too. Just a tish overrated. I mean, I don't think they'd be shopping him around as much as they have been if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like last year was supposed to be the big breakout year. Yep. He had like what, three good games all year and then just kind of like, Again, better fantasy player than actual player. Yeah, but then say. then again, there's a lot of tension on Waller, and that really opened up for Renfro last year, too. Yeah, so it'll be... An, I, I mean, you got to imagine teams will be mo- mainly focused on Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens. Hard air attack, though. Yeah, a lot of throwing around. Also, Josh Jacobs was good his like rookie year. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of fell off a little bit. He's a great goal line running back. He yeah. a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he's not a workhorse back but i don't know who is anymore derrick Derek henry. henry that's about it yeah mccaffrey <laughs> uh, mccaffrey yeah for two games a year if, you, if you're a workhorse you have to be durable okay that's fair yeah um i mean they made the playoffs last year in a shit show season mm-hmm. like everything that could go wrong did go wrong yeah, yeah and they made it in by tying or by almost tying a game right yeah so in theory they should be better this year but again that division just improved everywhere but they also improved right so i have them going nine and eight and just missing the playoffs but depending on like some tiebreakers i could see them getting in Mm -hmm. they were 10 and 7 last year and got in the defense still has a lot of question marks right like i don't think that they drafted very well in the mike mayock era yeah which everyone assumed that they would yeah you kind of assumed that was like his thing Mm -hmm. but he he his move was to reach for like character guys yeah. Like Cleveland Farrell, who still hasn't made a play. Yeah, who knows about him? Yeah, I feel like every aspect of their defense could improve in some way, shape, or form. They're definitely going to have to put a lot of points up this year, too. Yeah, gonna they're going like, to be in some shootouts. It's going to be like 31 to 28 games. Yeah, not a lot of games under 21. No. I think they'll have to w- score 24 to win pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. That's the magic number. We should put a magic number for on each team. That would be fun. Because with the Vikings a few years ago, when they had a really good defense, the magic number was like 
17, 20 mm-hmm. range. Two touchdowns and a field goal, Two you'd be pretty good. Two touchdowns field goal, you felt pretty good. And there's some teams that are just much higher, like the Raiders. Or like early season Chiefs. Yeah. Be like four touchdowns. <laughs> right, 28 is their magic number. Yeah, like all oh, the Chiefs offense had a terrible game today. They only scored three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like for the Texans, it would have to be like 31. Yeah. Like 35. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> bless their hearts bless their damn hearts yeah um i don't know where do you think the raiders end up this year i think you got kind of nailed it nine, nine and eight, eight range it's just so stacked i think it, yeah it all depends on like how a few balls bounce in those divisional games every single one of those divisional games is must watch tv the only yeah like the chiefs have to like take a step back i think they will too wilson has to be like not that great Kind of average, kind of what it was. I think they'll have to, yeah, they'll have to like win the turnover battle in like every divisional game because I think they are probably the worst roster in that division, which is still crazy to say. Well, it might be the Chargers, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, the Broncos even. Yeah, it's tough. It is. It really (laughs) is. It it depends on what you're looking for. Exactly. Like I think if you're looking for just like good all around, it's probably the Raiders. But like in terms of like firepower, it's like. Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. Right. And we, we say this now, so it might change ne- next week, kind of like with those tequila judges, you know? Yeah, exactly. All, like, you know, your taste buds change. Like, oh, well, take another look at the roster. Oh, they might be better. Yeah, you never know what will happen. Oh, this is like a Michael Jordan tequila. This is much better. <laughs> well, <laughs> I still can't believe I got your brother with the <laughs> Scotty Pippen thing <laughs> last oh, yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Jared and I's brother, whenever we go out to the bars with him, we always do the LeBron-MJ debate, and I baited him perfectly. It was, beautiful. it was his birthday, but I was just talking. I like set him up just saying like, oh, yeah, Scottie Pippen is probably like the best like sidekick, sidekick of all time. And Jared's brother's like, yeah, I agree completely. He just like <laughs> kept egging me on. And Jared knew it was happening. Jared was like, stop. You know, it's a trap. It's he's a tra- trapping you. It's a trap. And then I hit him with, oh, so he's the best sidekick, which means Jordan's ever had more help than LeBron ever did. <laughs> and just the realization on his face. Justin, I know you're listening to this. Happy late birthday again. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, it was so great. He was also under the influence. He was. It was his birthday. Yeah. So, so I had to trap him on his birthday. <laughs> you trapped him. That's your gift. That's the only present you're yep. getting. <laughs> I, I should have gotten him some LeBron tequila. Oh, that'd been great. Have him, but don't tell him what it is. Have him taste it first. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. Thank this you. This is kind of like the greatest tequila I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, would you say would you say it's the most talented tequila you <laughs> that's ever been in the tequila game. <laughs> would you say this? You don't tell him this Michael Jordan. You wouldn't say Michael Jordan. Would, would you say this tequila is like a good sidekick? Yeah. <laughs> would you say this tequila just had really good marketing <laughs> and came in at the right right place at the right time? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I agree. No, it's a trap. It's a trap. Don't do it. It's a trap. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, one last segment before we wrap up. Jared's got a big filming day he's got to get to. We're starting something new here on the page these next few weeks. At all the time, if you go on NFL teams Reddit, especially after they lose the Super Bowl, they'll be rage flooding the comments like, oh, we should have won. We're the best mm-hmm. team that didn't win a Super Bowl. So we're going to put that to the test these next few weeks. We have come up with a segment called the woulda, coulda, shoulda bowl. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Is that what you say? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. I think it's shoulda. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's a, it's a fun thing to say regardless. <laughs> We're pitting the last eight Super Bowl losers against each other in a randomized bracket. The people on Instagram are going to vote. We're going to make our cases here on the pod, mm-hmm. and we're going to come up with the answer to who actually deserved to win a Super Bowl Hell yeah. of the eight. So we got two matchups today we're going to talk about. The first one, we've got the 2019 San Francisco 49ers versus the 2014 Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. 
I agree. <laughs> we, <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> let's get into it a little bit now. Okay. So the Niners were 13 and three. Seahawks were 12 and four. They're kind of similar teams, I think, in how they're built. Very mm-hmm. defense and run heavy. Russell Wilson was not the guy yet. This was kind of the first yeah. year he was becoming the guy. Right. Uh, they both both these teams had a 10 point lead late in the Super Bowl. Oh, which is kind of interesting. The Niners was a lot later in the game. The Seahawks was like end of the third. Right. The Niners was like five minutes left in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seahawks were definitely, I think, a more battle-tested team, though. Sure. They had overcome that comeback against the Packers. The Niners kind of cruised their way through the playoffs. Yeah. The Niners were a stud team that year. Like, most of Without, was like, off. having to try, almost. Right. They ran the ball down everybody's throat that year yeah that was the Raheem game where Mostert. jimmy g famously threw like six passes right and that yeah that packers team was good not great that year yeah i'm still not sure how they the nfc was pretty weak that year mm-hmm. i'm not sure how that packers team made it because even even like this i think the spread for that game was like eight and a half or something like that something crazy i think we all kind of knew the niners are gonna win mm-hmm. um the seahawks that year had the first ranked defense and the second and the niners had the second ranked defense so and the Seahawks had the ninth ranked offense and the Niners had the fourth ranked offense. Oh, fun fact. So I think the Niners were probably a better team overall, but I think that Seattle team, that Legion of Boom era, I think they had something special about them. Yeah. They had that like swag that I don't think that Niners team had. Yeah. I think and obviously you can go back to should they run it on the goal line or whatever. Like, Almost overrated debate i agree completely but they out of all the teams in the last eight years they probably were the closest to being like one play away from winning a super bowl very close like they probably had like jimmy g did overthrow a pass that could have like tied up the super bowl for them mm-hmm. but in terms of like one play close actually being closest it probably was the seahawks team right so i agree with you i think i would take the seahawks yeah, because just seeing that Legion of Boom, like Jimmy G would have got shut down completely if they were to play. I also think they would have gotten in Jimmy G's head pretty easily. I don't think anyone's really ever like ruffled Jimmy G's feathers. The main question mark would be how would the Seahawks defense stop the Niners running game? Exactly. Which I think they would have done a fine job. I mean, this is like prime Bobby Wagner, too. Exactly. Yeah. And Pete Carroll was like height of his powers or whatever, which always feels weird to say as a head coach. Right. Because yeah. he's still a sharp guy. Yeah, and like that Seahawks team knew how to close games. They had Super Bowl experience from the year before. I think they were but they had insane belief in themselves too. Yeah. Their confidence was at an all time high. Yeah, and like Niners had a great defense, but I think that Marshawn Lynch and then you got Wilson, who can scramble really well too. Yeah, not a lot of great targets. I think they had uh, Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, and Matthews. Right, Wesley Matthews was his name. Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Chris Matthews was kind of flash in the pan too. Um, I, yeah, I think Seahawks kind of would have pulled it out. I think it would have been a very low scoring game. Yeah, definitely. So it'd probably be like 17, 13, 17, 10, kind of that area. Very fast game too. <laughs> yeah. o- over very quickly. Yeah. Is there Super Bowl commercials involved? No. Okay. I think this is a very fast game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I would lean towards Seahawks. Yep. And we'll put the poll up on Instagram so people can decide for themselves, but I would agree with you. I think I'll be voting Seahawks as well. Mm-hmm. And the second matchup we got today is the 2018 Los Angeles Rams versus the 2017 New England Patriots. Okay. So kind of a weird matchup because it ended up being the 2018 Patriots that beat the 2018 Rams. <laughs> That's true. So we've kind of seen the Super Bowl already a little bit. Yes. Um, but I still think that 2017 Patriots team was better than the 2018 Patriots team. Because that 2017 Eagles team was freakish. 
They yes. were on the hottest run maybe I've ever seen. Yeah, and and Tom Brady, he threw for the most passing yards in Super Bowl history that Super Bowl. Yeah. Like he did everything he could in that game. Mm-hmm. Their offenses were both firing. In 2017, the Patriots had the second-ranked offense in the league and the fifth-ranked defense. Mm-hmm. That was Tom Brady's. That was the revenge for the deflate gate year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was like coming off pitch. He got suspended earlier in that season. He came out pissed and won, ended up winning MVP. With, Fucked around one MVP. Yeah, four less games than everyone else. She's freak. Yeah, but the rule for this tournament is that the rosters are the exact rosters that were happening Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. So Malcolm Butler is benched for this game. Oh, jeez. Because th- there's that weird twist that Malcolm Butler was benched at kickoff. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. So that that is a factor for this game. Do was he hurt or what was the reasoning again? It was a disciplinary thing. Wasn't he like out late past curfew or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the conspiracy theorists say it's because Belichick wanted to, who's afraid Brady was getting too much of the credit. He didn't oh. want him to win MVP and Super Bowl MVP, I which I think that. that's the stupidest thing ever. That was a big conspiracy stretch right there. Yeah. I don't, and also, if you really want to win the Super Bowl, is if you really want to lose the Super Bowl, is benching Malcolm Butler the best way to do it yeah and Belichick cares about his legacy too yeah exactly it doesn't do any anyone any favors to lose the Super Bowl mm, exactly especially yeah if you're it's your def- if anything bench an offensive player if it's your defense getting torched it's <laughs> a dumb conspiracy yeah 100% uh the 2018 Rams they had the second ranked offense and the 20th ranked defense they had the second ranked offense huh they did they were really that was the year like they had the huge game against the Chiefs Goff was clicking on all cylinders. Todd right. Gurley was crushing it. Yeah, I thought they'd be number one. Yeah, I think it was the Chiefs were the Chiefs first were ranked one, that yeah. year. Okay, that makes, that would have been Mahomes' first huge. It year. was. Yep. Okay. Um, but the weird thing that year again, we had the Malcolm Butler question. The that Super Bowl, we had the Todd Gurley question. We didn't know Todd Gurley just wasn't playing, and mm-hmm. we just they never told us told us why. Tell us why. Yeah, I I think I still think we deserve an answer. <laughs> and that was also the year where. Belichick figured out Goff's tell. Do you remember that? Because because that? Goff had the thing where they said on it was the Bears Rams game. They said on the broadcast that the reason the Rams rushed up to the line of scrimmage is because the quarterbacks have up until 15 seconds left in the play clock and play clock. Oh, slip. Yeah, <laughs> they have 15 seconds up in the play <laughs> clock until like communication cuts out. So they would rush to the line of scrimmage and McVay would tell Goff what to do basically. <laughs> so the so in the Super Bowl. The Rams would rush up to the line of scrimmage, but then Belichick would completely change the look after the 15 seconds were oh, up. Oh, that's smart. That that happened, and that just confused Goff completely and kind of exposed him in that Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I do remember that Bears-Rams game because the yep. Bears crushed the Rams that night. Yeah, the cold weather game. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, it's a question, would Belichick have figured out Goff that I think he probably would have. Depends when it's played. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's where it gets a little weird <laughs> with the timelines and stuff like that. I think we're kind of assuming this is a vacuum. Right. So I think he still would have, but I think, I guess, yeah, without that game, because I'm sure Belichick did watch that broadcast and, like, figure that out. Right. Yeah, he probably figured it out himself. Like, I mean, that's pretty obvious to any, like, genius coach, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and the Rams put, what, three points up in that Super Bowl? Yes. Oof. They could have put up 10, but there was one play that was, like, just a little too late that a corner broke up. It was, like, a wide-open pass in the end Oh, zone. McCourty. Yep. I remember that. That was the best play of the game. Yeah, that probably should have been, like, the MVP winning play. Right. Yeah. And then overall, I think Patriots is just too good. That yeah. 2017 offense is just clicking. 
Yeah, they had some receiver that they just must not have had that. Because that 2018 year was rough. It was only like Edelman and Gronk. Mm. I don't know who they had 2017 that made a huge difference. Yeah, I forget. Was it Brandon Lloyd? Might have. No, that might have been a little late. Or Brandon Cooks. That's what I'm saying. Could have been Cooks, yeah. I think it might have been. Cooks has been on a hundred teams, so it's hard to keep track. Exactly. And he's only like 25. (laughs) (laughs) He's still uses like reversing age. Yeah. So I think the Patriots win that one pretty handily because we've already seen that Super Bowl. Right. And then, like, that 2017 Patriots team came back against the Jags, which was a, one of the best defenses that year. Yeah. And that Rams defense wasn't, it was good, not great. Not a great, yeah, like, yeah. statistically. They had a lot of good players. Right. And plus, that Patriots team was out for blood that year. And then you see how the Rams, 2018 Rams, got to the Super Bowl from the two weeks before NFC Championship. Yep. Bad no-call defensive pass interference. So yeah. they got it by the skin of their teeth, advancing. Yeah, and I feel like in that Super Bowl, they kind of had like that imposter syndrome going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were good. They just weren't quite ready. And then yeah, exactly. saw that they kind of put it together, got rid of Goff. Yeah. <laughs> still got to be rough for him. <laughs> right. I just say, he's a decent quarterback. Just doesn't. Really... I, still think, I still think he's a decent to good quarterback. Yeah. I would say probably like the average quarterback. Mid. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the 16th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I think this 2017 Patriots team just had too much of a chip on their shoulder, was out for blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think this Rams team, yeah, we just said they weren't really ready yet. Cooper was- Cup hadn't come into his own. Yeah. They hadn't really figured out what this offense was. And McVay was just very yet. young. For a coach. This was like his like second year as head coach, I think. Right. So, and then Belichick, obviously, with all the experience. Yeah, it just is a, it just seems like an experience mismatch mm-hmm. on pretty much every front. Exactly. So yeah, I think we're both leaning towards Patriots here, but yep. we'll see if the fans disagree. All right, you got anything to add before you got to get going here soon? I'll be back with we're having Supper Club regular Sarah on. Oh yeah, and we're doing hot dish regular, hot dish regular too, mm-hmm. and we're doing a new type of mock draft that we've been cooking up for quite a while, cooking up. Again, with the puns. I'm just killing it today. Oh, I got that. I, I, just, I missed that one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, So we'll get right into that. You got anything to add before you hit the road? Um, College football's almost here. Football's almost here. <laughs> We're going to uh, be saying that for a few months. Get ready to hear about Arch Manning for the next 25 Decades. years. Oh, real quick, who ha- is under more pressure, Arch Manning or Bronny James? Uh, I would say Arch. I think so, too. I think... I think we almost think it's a little unfair what we expect of Bronny James. I think like as a nation, we're kind of like, all right, Bronny will be in the NBA, but he won't be that great. Right. I think Arch, we're just like frothing at the teeth that a new like set of Mannings is coming in. Because Arch is like the top prospect like ever all time. Yeah. And that might be a little undeserved. Yeah. It would be one thing if Bronny was like the number one prospect across the board. Yeah. Bronny's like right now expected to be like a second round pick. Which, yeah. And I think people... Like, I think if he makes a, an all-star game or two, I think that's a success. I think, yeah, if he's, like, starting the league. Right. That's a pretty big win. So I think that will be, yeah, I think Arch Manning by a mile. Also, what is LeBron going to do if Bronny ends up getting drafted to, like, the Pistons, <laughs> the Magic? He's go to Detroit. He already Detroit. said, he said in his in the shop once that he would never play for the Orlando Magic because the bubble was such hell for him mentally. Bullshit. That's what he said. That was he, his best years ever. That was his best 
what three <laughs> that, months ever that's, that's like what secured his legacy <laughs> being in the fucking bubble you could say that was a blessing and a curse <laughs> but no he's he said he said being in the bubble was such hell that he will never play for the orlando well he doesn't Magic. have to go to disney world he can get a house <laughs> orlando doesn't exist in disney world that's not all of orlando lebron <laughs> he said he gets ptsd whenever he goes to play the magic <laughs> oh my god I don't know how to tackle that. Yeah, that might, that's a rough one to drop right on you before you're going to go hit the road. <laughs> right, you don't have to go to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking his daughter, Ziri, just wants to go to Disney World so bad. He just, he just like, starts shaking. He just never no. like, no, I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. You don't there. understand. We were there for 93 nights at a five-star hotel. Yeah, it I was a, hell. I had a king suite, a king suite. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the room service they gave us? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't go back. There's no way he had that bad room service. No. That they posted on Twitter. No, that was an overreaction for sure. That was like trying to find their footing. The yeah. Staff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think those staff should be commended for what they did. Yeah, they, they get a round of applause. Yeah, 100%. All right, everyone. We'll be right back. Jared, have a good road trip. Thank you. You too, Matt. I Thanks. mean, thank uh, you. I'm hitting the air, but yeah. <laughs> All right. See you in a bit. All right, people. Welcome back. We have a... Very special guest to the podcast. First time guest. We've got Sarah from Supper Club. Is it Supper Club Regular? Supper Club Regular is the handle. Yeah, the Supper Club. I do a lot of cooking stuff for you betcha, but I love presidents. I was going to say, we're not doing doing cooking for this one. Ed is the 4th of July this weekend, which... I mean, such an American holiday, mm-hmm. like just screams America. So it is literally all about America. It is. And this is a topic you came up with a while ago. If we were to draft football teams using the U.S. presidents, what would that draft look like? Mm-hmm. So we're going to draft. It's kind of like an NFL street version. We're going to draft a quarterback, a skill player, a lineman, defensive player, head coach. We're going for just putting together the best teams. I am guess should we do the presidents like when they were president, like their age then? I think, in my mind, I think it should be when they were in their prime. Okay. I feel like it's probably a better, but because I think, yeah. they were all old as presidents. Yeah, you would get two very different drafts if you're doing it when they were presidents. Okay, yeah, I agree. Let's do when they're in their prime. I think just like, yeah, when they're in their prime. Because that's just sad. You don't want to watch a bunch of old people play football. Yeah. Everyone's just worried about it. Well, like, there are a lot of, like, fairly athletic presidents. There were. Yeah. But it looks like, I mean, the book you were just telling me about, you tell the people about that book. Yeah, there's a really great book. Um, I mean, I was a, I'm a history nerd, but there's a really great book called How to Fight Presidents, mm-hmm. where it's um, the author basically like looked at each president and how they would fight in a, like a barroom brawl kind of thing, like how you would take them down. So you have like Andrew Jackson, that guy's taking like 50 bullets and he would be just absolutely like fight to the death kind of guy. Is there, do they like declare one president would be the winner? Uh, I think it kind of comes down to like Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt are some of the most like the ones you would not want to fight in a bar. I'm lo- I'm looking at a list of the presidents right now and I would agree those two look the most intimidating. Like I'm not afraid of Calvin Coolidge or no, anything like that. They called him Silent Cal. Did they? Yeah. He just didn't talk? I guess so. He looks like a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, or like James Madison. The guy was, I don't know, like five, six and 120 pounds. <laughs> He's actually really small. Yeah, he's a, he was a very small man. Oh, God bless his heart. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so we'll get started. You can draft any position you want first or overall. Okay. We're just putting together the team of those five assets. And since you're the guest, I will give you the first overall pick. So. I will say, too, as the disclaimer, I, I do like football, and I 
know a little bit about football, but I don't really know that much about football. I know more about presidents. See, I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. I know a decent amount about football and I like presidents, but don't really know mm-hmm. a lot about them. So we should have some even teams here. So yeah. Okay. So wait, what are the ones we're dropping? What so are the- we're taking a quarterback, a skill player on offense, a lineman of any sort, a defensive player and a head coach. And you can take anyone you want. Okay. Like first, you can draft any position you want. You I think Put a go team together. for skill player. I think my first pick is going to be Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Why him? I think that's got to be your go overall. The man played for, I mean, he's playing in the 30s, but played for like played for Michigan. I think he was a center for Michigan. Okay. Uh, championship team. He was an all-American football player. Like overall best track record of any president. He was a alive when football existed. That is uh, huge. Yeah, but also, uh, like, yeah, two-time championship player for Michigan, uh, All-American. I know he gets a lot of flack for, like, he stumbled a couple of times. I don't know, he was mm-hmm. older. He was maybe not as uh, not as put together. Uh, so he kind of got some shit for that. But I think, yeah, for, like, most athletic, best actual football-playing president, it's going to be Gerald Ford. He, yeah, he won MVP for Michigan MVP, won the Meyer Morton Award. He has the, his number retired at Michigan. So, yeah, it looks like he knew what he was doing out there. Yeah. He like, was a center, correct? Mm-hmm. It's a good pick. So, he just... I, like, so, is, like, is like a center a good pick for a skill player? I mean, you could go hit with him as your lineman, too, but I think there's so many other bigger presidents. I have other... <laughs> I think I have other ideas for linemen, I think too. everyone's got who, exactly yeah. who we want for the lineman, but it's a matter of who's going to be brave enough to take him early. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my quarterback right away. Okay. Um, My favorite sports analyst, Colin Coward, he has a theory that quarterbacks have to be good looking like they have to be handsome because it gives them like a confidence boost yeah like the reason quarterbacks are always handsome is because those were the cool kids on the playground they always got the ball they always got to like be in charge and be leaders you got to be level-headed you got to keep your shit together yeah cool so i'm gonna go with the best looking president we've ever had i'm gonna go john f kennedy for quarterback i respect that choice yeah i mean also just because like he's my uncle (laughs) <laughs> not not really, but I like saying that joke. You but might have the Kennedy curse, though. I might, yeah. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> knock on wood. But I'm going to go John F. Kennedy. He seems like, I'm, I don't think he did play football, but he seems like he easily cut up. I think he might have played for Harvard. I'm going to look it up right now. I think he might have played like his first year for Harvard. Um, I know he was like athletic. Well, there's the, I don't think he was the Kennedy, but one of the Kennedys died. They were downhill skiing and throwing a football around while they were skiing, which I think is just the peak of like elite things to do of, oh yeah <laughs> we're just like when you're that rich well, yeah we're that rich that we just go you know like play a little game of touch football while downhill skiing uh but one of them crashed into a tree while doing that oh well they they obviously like yeah they test their luck for sure yeah these kennedys oh. uh it looks like he made both the golf and swimming team played college football his freshman year for a bit as like a lineman or everybody didn't Due to illness didn't and injury, he didn't much. go too much further. So he's more of a golf and swimmer. Yeah. Which also makes total sense. But I'm taking mm-hmm. him to be my quarterback. Well, he had a big thing, too, in uh, World War II. He, I think he won, like, a Medal of Honor or something for... Uh, and I don't know, he got, like, his plane crashed in the middle of the ocean. And he had to, like, swim however many miles to shore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he got so a, he's going to be, like, he can handle some shit if he's your quarterback. He he's can, a leader. Yeah, he's a leader he's, for sure. He's going to stay cool in the pocket. Yeah. All right, second pick, who you got? Uh, I think for my second pick, I'm going to go another football-playing president. I'm going to go for a linebacker with Eisenhower. Okay. Yeah. Guy, he played another actual president who played football. Uh, He played against, like, Jim Thorpe in the 20s. 
Yeah. It, it was like, like it. again, one of the like best athletes in American history. Um, apparently he tried to tackle him once though. And it was like, he couldn't tackle Jim Thorpe and it was Thorpe. And it was always, a like, just, uh, he was always a little ashamed of that or he really like rattled him <laughs> that he couldn't like perform. So he's going to have that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He's got that chip oh. on his shoulder. Um, but another two, like, I think he's like, you know, again, tall, like big stature, uh, military, like, you know, great general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, a ton of military awards here. Yeah. It looks like he was also a cheerleader at one point. He oh, really? Served as he later served as a junior varsity football coach and cheerleader. So that could have been he couldn't tackle Jim Thorpe, and so then it just he switched to over sidelines. to the sidelines. Yeah, he was a football coach at St. Louis College. So yeah, he knows the game. So mm-hmm. That's a great pick, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to stick to. It is kind of hard because for the first hundred years, football didn't exist. So you got a lot of presidents. It, that- it is a pretty new sport. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and fortify the trenches for me. I'm gonna go with my lineman. I'm gonna go with the obvious answer, William Howard Taft. <laughs> He's gonna be a great defensive lineman. He'll be an amazing offensive lineman. We've talked about this before, but I think it's so fucked up that every other president gets known for something they did in office. Yeah, and he just gets known for being stuck in a bathtub. Yeah. I think that's unfair to him because I think he actually did accomplish a good amount. Well, yeah, he was like the only guy to have been president and also Supreme Court justice. So yeah, really smart guy, did a lot, but the only thing you learn about him is just how big he was. I know it's so mean. Yeah. It's it's fucked up, honestly. Yeah. But I don't even know if the bathtub thing is true. If he, I don't think he got stuck in the bathtub. I think they just had to bring a specialty bathtub into the White House for him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's just one of those things that like the American education system kind of like passed down just yeah. to like, get us interested in history. Like, like hey. Yeah, get a bunch of kindergartners to laugh, basically. Hey, history is cool. One time a guy was so bad, <laughs> he got stuck in a bathtub. That is something you would tell an elementary school kid, yeah. though. All right, so you have a skill player and a defensive player. Okay. So you need a quarterback alignment and a head coach still. Okay. Um... I think I'm going to go my quarterback next. Okay. And I'm going same thought process as you. You've got to have the cool guy. You have to have that level-headed leader, uh, cool under pressure. I'm going America's quarterback, George Washington. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, again, he was not alive when football existed. But you can imagine he can figure it out. Yeah, he's like he was still known as being athletic, like great horseman, great hunter. Like I don't know. I think wrestling was a thing. Um, yeah, I would imagine they're wrestling a lot back then. <laughs> they don't know. I think that's like the only sports. sport you have. Yeah. But like super athletic guy, general, he he knows how to command the troops. Like, I don't know if you're leading a war battle, I think you can lead a football team. Yeah, definitely. And I think he has a lot of quarterbacks. You need like foresight and strategy. And I mm-hmm. think he's got that because he had the foresight to, he was the one who introduced term limits, right? Or like say yeah. term limits mm-hmm. need to be a thing. Yeah. He decided to resign after two years. Yeah, so I yeah. think if you have that much foresight, you can figure out pretty much anything on the field. Mm-hmm. You, he beat the British. Very, very prop, very popular pick, with, especially with the holiday going on right mm-hmm. now. So yeah, I gotta go. Uh, America's Patri- quarterback. America's quarterback, that's, George Washington. That's a good one. Okay, I have a lineman and a quarterback. I need to get some skill, so I'm gonna go height. I got JFK. He's a little shorter. He needs a mm-hmm. tall receiver to help him out. So I'm obviously gonna go Abe Lincoln. 
put him on, put him on the outside. Great end zone threat. Mm-hmm. He's honest. If he's not going to get into a big fight in the huddle with JFK about if he was open or not, because that's a big thing with receivers. They always say they're open, but they never are. But Abe would admit, like, honest, uh, Abe like, would admit. I'm he, sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. Like, I wasn't open I'm, on that I'm one. I'm blanketed out here. Yeah, he's an honest guy. He's got the height. He's a huge red zone threat. Yeah, tallest, uh, tallest president. I wonder if he would wear his helmet on his head or on the top of his top yeah, hat. Yeah, are you allowed? Could you do that? You think as like a little piece of flair, get like a top hat helmet? I hope so. I, at least we'll, we'll figure something out for him because yeah. if anyone deserves it, it's him. Mm-hmm. All right, you have to do a uh, uh, lineman and a head coach. Left. Okay. Um, I think for linemen, I'm going to go for just like straight, ferocious, like strong player. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Teddy Roosevelt. I was going to take him for my head coach. Yeah. That's a great pick. He just seems like tough. Yeah. He's just like all around tough and like really like just got off on being tough too of like just, you know, bare knuckle boxing while he was in the White House. Didn't he also like leave the White House for weeks at a time to go go hang out in the woods? Yeah. Just go hang out in the woods or go like hunting, like go on like hunting in African safaris and just yeah, really loved being a tough guy. Yeah. Although I think he actually hated football. Really? Yeah, he uh, he didn't <laughs> I got to look that up now. He didn't believe in uh team sports really. I could see that. It was like a you got to be your own individual man kind it, of thing. It looks like he, when I type in Teddy Roosevelt football it said how Teddy Roosevelt saved football. Oh, that's interesting. So I wonder if he, he quest to save the sport was almost uh subject to abolition. I'm great at reading words. And yeah, apparently he saved it or whatever. I'm sure it's probably like, oh no, this is a sport where people just you know like hit each other. We got to keep that around. Yeah, apparently, because yeah, Harvard was trying to get rid of it, and he was a vocal exponent of football's con- contribution to the strenuous life, both on and off the field. Because apparently, made people tougher and stuff like that. Yeah, when he was younger, he was kind of sickly. He had problems with I don't know if his asthma or he had a lot of health problems. And his dad's solution to that was you gotta like exercise every day and live a really strenuous life and that I guess healed him and he abided by that for the rest of his life I like that Mm -hmm. good for him yeah all right I need a defensive player and a head coach defensive player I'm struggling with a little bit I need someone who's also tough I was gonna go with Roosevelt I'm gonna go deep into the archives here I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a wild card. I'm going just based off how tough he looks in this photo. I'm gonna go with Grover Cleveland. That's a wild take. Is it is that a bad pick? What what do you know about Grover? I don't really know that much about Grover. I, uh, I wanted to get a, like a sleeper in there. It's I, either him or Chester Arthur. I guess I don't know much about Grover's athletic ability. He's the only president to have served two terms not consecutively. So like he was elected. They elected someone else, and they're like, okay, no, we'll take Grover Black back. Mm-hmm. He also had like, um, he had an illegitimate kid. Really? Yeah, which was kind of a well, people were trying to put it as a scandal of like, oh, this man had a kid without being married, and he was like, yeah, so what? Good for him. And just kind of rolled with it. I see. I got really. Ex- I typed in Grover Cleveland football, and a ton of results came up, and I got super excited. But then I realized there's a ton of high schools named oh, Grover, named Cleveland, Grover high school. Cleveland High School. They just have good football programs. It could be related to maybe you know. Maybe, but I'm just going based off the fact he looks tough. The illegitimate kid being honest about it, I'm all for that. So he can handle. I mean, yeah, if they're trying to put a scandal on him, he can roll right with it. Yeah, exactly. He's just a good, solid leader, and I think my team's built more offensively, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'll figure it out. I think for toughness, though, Jackson would have been a good that would have been a he's good just, one he's tall yeah i mean again his prime like you know six one 
again, another war general. The man would just like duel for the hell of it. That is insane. He's had, yeah, he had, I think, died with like two bullets lodged in him. He was in a duel one time where uh, I think he knew he wasn't going to win. He let the guy get his first shot off, just like took the bullet. So then he had time to just take his time, aim, and kill the dude. I should have taken that guy. Also, God bless the person who was smart. Maybe soft enough to like turn down a duel and make that the precedent. Yeah. Like eventually someone had just be like, no, this is stupid. I'm not going to do it. And I'm sure they got called a ton of names. Yeah. Oh, I think they eventually really made it illegal too. Like, okay, we got to stop settling arguments over <laughs> shooting each other. It's just not productive whatsoever. Yeah. All right. You got one pick left. I think it's your it's my head coach. It is your head coach. Yeah. We're both picking our head coaches. Okay. I got my last choice for a head coach. This is a tricky guy. Might be a little weaselly. He may be even okay with breaking the rules, but I think he's going to get results. I'm going Nixon. Oh, that is a great pick. Yeah. I mean, again, this is all politics aside. This is just... He's got a good head coach look. Yeah, too, it looks like a head too. coach. He played football as well. I think he played for some small college. Uh, so he played football, but while he was in office, he actually sent uh, to the Washington Redskins, he sent like a... He suggested plays. He wrote their head coach and was like, hey, here's some plays you should do. Good for him. Yeah. So he's trying to coach from the Oval Office. Uh, I mean, I would do the same thing if I was the president. Mm -hmm. Again, you might get a couple. He, he may break the rules. Yeah. He he's may, gonna, but so does Bill Belichick. Yeah. Say like, yeah, it's a Bill Belichick of presidents. That's a great pick. Shoot. Yeah. Um. All right. I need a head coach. I'm again just scrolling through. Miller Fillmore looks a lot like Jimmy Johnson. I think I'd, that's a terrible choice. I'm not going to take him, though. I thank you for that. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. That's a, that's a solid choice. Cause, just because, yeah, military experience. He's a general of the army. He fought in, I mean, two wars by the looks of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just has a ton of experience. He, won, he won the Civil War. Yeah. He's an. I think people on both sides kind of honored him a mm -hmm. little bit. Yeah. Kind of seemed well respected. That's kind of how he got elected, too, of like it was a solid just. A symbol. Yeah. A symbolic choice. Like after, you know, Lincoln died and no one really liked Andrew Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, being a head coach is all about just strategy mm -hmm. overall. Man had a terrible drinking problem, though. Did he? Yeah. I, I just stumbled across scandals. Yeah. <laughs> to Wikipedia page. Yeah. He, he will. Yeah. He did have a big drinking problem. He also. He was more of a military man and not as interested in politics. So like, okay. he kind of let his cabinet do what they want. And there was some definitely like scandals People over. getting away with some stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to, you know, get some deals for profit and things. Interesting. Well, the thing is, in football, it's when someone is so tunnel vision on like what they like, which is being like a football guy. Mm -hmm. That's usually a good thing. Like People yeah. love that. Like, cause I mean, some of these coaches just ignore terrible shit their players do all the time and just like oh he's a good football player we'll keep him on the team i think that would definitely be a grant kind of thing to do so we're loving it all right so we will put our teams up on the screen here and we will let the people decide who whose team is winning i didn't i should have taken andrew jackson i'm upset about that yeah i think the grover cleveland was <laughs> maybe your it was a bit of a stretch yeah but i mean hey he could be a good surprise player maybe if grover cleveland's like relatives are watching this reach out yeah. and let me know his, how he was in football his illegitimate relatives yeah exactly his his bastard kids yeah. <laughs> all right sarah where can the people find you if they want i guess not, not more president talk but more cooking stuff. i should do more president <laughs> stuff um, you, can, you can find a way to mix yeah it in. Yeah, bring it in there for the holiday at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check out some of the cooking videos, I do a lot of Midwest humor, Midwest cooking, classic uh, Midwestern food. Uh, check me out at Supper Club Regular on Instagram, 
Facebook, YouTube, all, all the, the all the all the socials. And you're on the hotness as well. Yeah, and yeah, if you want to hear my take, sometimes presidential but usually just general talk. <laughs> other stuff. yeah other stuff uh check out hot dish yeah check out the hot dish all right people we will wrap it up there have a great fourth of july weekend uh light the little snake firecrackers because those are the best little oh are you a snakes oh we did so we, yeah we did do that yeah let's, let's check, go over it oh i was gonna say check out the hot dish we did give our take on what kind of fireworks we would be what was yours uh i think i would go for one of the like very classic Big boom fireworks, the ones where you mm. feel it in your chest. Like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going out with a bang. That's a good one. Yeah. I think I'd be one of the disappointing ones that, like, shoots up but doesn't do anything. Yeah, like you the think whistlers. it, like, whistles and you're really excited and it just goes, Poof. Yeah, something like that. Or I would be one of the snakes. Or uh, uh, the tanks that just shoot out smoke. Yeah. Something just, like, like, smoke that. bomb things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm all smoke. Yeah. All <laughs> smoke, all no is. mirrors. Pretty much. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Peace. Bye.